gentlemen, this is Friday Night Live. My name is Kesh. I have Sean with me. Round of applause. Thank I think, you. I think we need the sound effects for today's episode. Guys, it is a very, very exciting one. Before we get started tonight, unfortunately, Mark couldn't be with us because he is under the weather. He's got a man flu. <laughs> He's got a man flu because he is being a little... No, I'm just joking. Although he's working very hard, <laughs> he is, still he is, tending he is, to, to he the is. right things, which is clients. We, we, we can do all of this while he's away. Boys will be boys. Well, I'm very, very excited, Sean. And I think I, I hopefully can, before I start today's episode, so we can give everyone a hint. Let me get the right sound effect. Hopefully this works. Very, very big announcement. Now, this is a CBA report. Um, Producer Ryan, if you're if people are interested, then leave us a comment. Make sure they get a copy of this report. This is the CBA May 2023 report. I'm just going to read out the first line. Australian property prices rose, rose by a consecutive, a second consecutive month. The 0.7 percent increase across eight capital cities. And another zero point that was April. Then there was May. And this started with a zero point one increase from March. So everything is increasing in value. Now I've got a fair few facts here. A fair few facts here. Everything. Sydney, Brisbane, um, Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth. So you know, I'm reading out of a report. Um, it's a bit complicated. We have gone through the negative part of the forecast. Now, this is what they were trying to say. In 2021, after the correction, after the correction, if you go back, after the correction being adjusted since 2021 to today, Sydney is up 25%. Okay? Since 2021, wow. adjusting for correction, because we know we had 30 40% growth, adjusting for correction, Sydney has, since 2021, up 25%. Melbourne up 15%, mm. Brisbane up 27%, Adelaide up 23%, Perth up 13%, and Australia as a whole is up 21%. Mm. Now, predictions based on data, this is not me just making it up. And if you guys are interested in this report, let me know and we'll make sure it's available to you guys. In 2023, and this is macro, guys. We know that some suburbs, Sean, you also know this, and you're very good at picking good suburbs, are going to outperform this. This is just macro, macro stuff. Um, Sydney is up 5% mm-hmm. in 2023. And in 2024, 4%. So 9% growth in the next two years expected, irrespective of interest rates, right? Melbourne is going to be up 2% this year as a macro. Next year is going to be a big one, 6%. And they see it growing even further Given that Melbourne now is the biggest capital city, immigration numbers are up. True. Um, and I think the other the other curveball there for the Melbourne market is going to be the fact that international immigration, which huge, is heavily relied huge. on, is going to start finally being opened with the floodgates opened up. 100%. And people are coming in money and we're going to talk about people with big deposits, right? We're going to talk about that. Brisbane um, is now two. So, so mind you, Brisbane's macro correction. I want you to remember that this is the interest rate. The world is coming to an end. Everything's going to end. Brisbane corrected by negative 1%. Hmm. Right? Uh, average Which is an amazing correction. No correction, basically. Yeah. This is on a macro factor. Yep. So basically no correction. And there are some markets that didn't need to have it necessarily, right? Essentially. 
right? And Brisbane is is a fantastic market, very resilient, going through a rental crisis, hint, hint. Um, next year, macro level. Again, this is covering apartments, houses, townhouses, good and bad suburbs, everything, right? 2% increase next year. Um, sorry, this year, this year, my bad. And next year, a 7%. Biggest uplift out of all capital cities. Adelaide, Adelaide in 2021, while every other capital city corrected, Adelaide was up 10%. Wow. In 2023, macro, they're going nothing, no increase, no decrease. It's going to hold. And 2024, they see another 1% increase. Okay. This is on a macro level. There's some pockets that are doing really extremely well. I was reading an AFR article. The best performing suburbs are in the north of Adelaide at this stage, which are gentrifying. Hint, hint. Now, Perth, 2021, after Perth, guys, Perth has not done stuff for 18 years, mind you, right? Perth is the ugly sister if you will. The ugly sister that is also the, I would describe the dark horse of our country. It is. It is. And and th- and it's proving it. So Perth, after correction, which was negligible, was up 13% just in 2021. Mm-hmm. After the announcement of interest rates has gone up 4%. It's predicted to do another 2% this year and another 6%. Very, very similar to what Brisbane and Melbourne are doing. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, Perth has the highest household income in the country followed by Canberra, right? So, again, if you look at rents rising, that's another report that we read. Rents mm-hmm. rising, Perth's got the highest rent rise in Australia in housing. Yep. Um, Sydney in apartments. Um, and Perth also has a highest affordability. So, suddenly, when your rent becomes very similar to your mortgage repayments, we see people opting to buy real estate because they Correct. can, they have deposits, Correct. they have big Ds. Um, and they can execute, right? So I just wanted to start with that. I wanted everyone to know because I feel the media is giving mis- mixed messages to people. Mm-hmm. Saying, which is which is nothing new, right? We know this. Correct, <clears throat> correct. So, Sean, what are you experiencing? Because you and I were talking about this off camera just before, and you said you're seeing a particular kind of customer coming through. Give the audience a little bit of an understanding. Who's coming back in the market? Why is the market not correcting as the gurus had predicted and why are we seeing these upticks despite interest rate rises? Yeah, good question. Um, there's there's a lot of parts to this, right? And when you think of it in in a in in a, in a sense coming from logic, you're mm-hmm. looking at a situation where there is blood on the streets in the terms of obviously looming giant recession, inflation problems, um, a few job cuts in a few big companies coming up across the board. Mm. What we're looking at is the type of buyer that's decided to come out of the woodwork today are the types of buyers that didn't need to be holding off and didn't need to be waiting a really long time to be getting into the property market. Mm. But what we've noticed just from our own internal data here is that there's people that are probably financially the strongest ever in whether it's a positive economic time or negative economic time, the strongest ever type of buyer is now deciding to take advantage of what we would naturally describe as bad media. Mm. And when I say bad mm. media, I'm talking mm. about bad media around property. Mm. So the types of buyers that we're seeing come out of the woodwork these days are the types of buyers that are typically not over leveraged in their debt positions. They have extremely high incomes 
and they were fearful during an uncertain period that was the last 12 to 18 months. Yeah. And the reason I say it was an uncertain period for the last 12 to 18 months is because we had these rapid rises in rates. We know pauses are on the horizon. There was a switch up between the bank's fixed versus variable rates where they, they keep interchanging over time. And now people that are uh, in such sort of cashed up positions with big D posits, <laughs> we realize that these are the buyers that are generally, naturally mm. more, more so tuned towards having a high level of financial acumen, mm-hmm. although they lack one key metric that makes average investors very successful, which is action taking. Yeah. And action taking is lagged back just because of analysis paralysis. So you're getting a, a, a double-edged sort of, did they need to wait two to three years to be making good coin and property? No. But if they jump in now, which is what they've started doing, there are massive opportunities on the horizon because what's next? What's next is the good news is already around the corner. Mm. The rental crisis means that if you're investing in in property as a landlord, your purchase yield versus your eventual yield in a, in a two, three-year period, it's going to be a massive difference. And we've already seen these in two markets. What were those two markets we spoke about at the start? Sydney and Brisbane, which means what are those two dark horses that technically it's still affordable to rent good real estate in? Adelaide and Perth and, and yep. Melbourne, especially. Yep. So if you add three markets in there. Oh, I, I personally believe Melbourne's super undervalued. For and from is. a rental perspective, probably right now the most undervalued capital city. Looking at good four-bedroom houses, 30 minutes from the city for like 450 bucks a week. You cannot get that in Sydney and you cannot get that in a lot of parts of Perth too. Oh, Sydney, forget it. Forget um, it. And, and, and the whole idea is, okay, wait, if you are one of those cashed-up investors that was sitting on the fence – that you have your big deposits, you you don't have an over-leveraged debt position, why should now be the right time to strike is because when good news comes around in, let's say, 6, 12, 18 months, mm, mm. after shares take a battering, after the markets, you know, sort of dip in, in a variety of um, uh, commodities and everything, you're looking at a situation where if you act when the media has flipped the switch, you're generally about four to six months late to the party. Um, in terms of real data right That's now, that real is, data that, has proven. I, I think that, can you, sorry to interrupt. Can you please explain to people because that is something, oh, that is gold. Yep. You what hear you that, said, boys? That's gold. That is actually gold because that is true. Six months later, the media comes and announces stuff. Like the media right now is pe- scaring people while the market's going up. They're going to tell you six or eight months later that it was great. Mm. What what is it actually costing someone? What what is this time actually costing someone? Everything. Mm. And the reason I say everything is because um if if lending if if lending affects a change and then that influences your opinion, and then now you just needed the lending comfort to go ahead and execute a strategy, although you were waiting for the green light from the speculative media to go ahead the opportunity cost of how that market has moved in that six-month period while you're waiting for good news mm. has shifted, which puts you back anywhere from two, three, five, six years based on your average income. Why I say based on your average income is if you're someone earning $100,000 a year, which today is by no means a high income, mm. maybe 10 years ago it was a decent no, income. Really, for Sydney, guys, again, Sean's not being classed. Like legitimately it's and, not. And, and right now I'm talking just capital cities. Right now I'm talking about good suburbs in good capital cities mm. across the board. Take your eastern seaboard, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. Take your west, your Perth. $100,000 is not something that's going to get you a top piece of real estate unless you've saved your whole life since you were 16 or 14, right? Mm. The idea now is if you're waiting on 
certain external factors to make your internal decisions, the opportunity cost is massive because we've noticed real estate that is sitting in a mid-cap territory. What's mid-cap for us today? It's 650 to 750. That mid-cap that is bracket. That is crazy. I, I, I used to remember doing, to remember doing mid-cap 400 to 500. And yeah. back then that was mid-cap. Today mid-cap <laughs> is 650 to 750. That is, so, rate, that is so true though. The rate, so true. the rate of how fast a 700K asset is going to become a million dollar asset is not a 10-year horizon. It could be a two to three-year horizon. So take 300 grand. You're, you're, you're saying that the opportunity cost might be three times this wage earner who's 100 grand trying to make that sort of progress. This is why... Don't rely on external factors to affect your strategy. That I mean, that, that, that's what we're sort of seeing. And to go back to your initial question around the, the types of buyers that are coming out of the woodwork today, there are sharks that have come out to play because they can smell blood in the water and it is the right time to be doing it because everyone who's astute, everyone who can, should be, and uh, those that are switched on enough will be affecting some some, some good sort of value in this market. Do you, know, do you know, you speak about sharks. I actually had a very, very good meeting today. Not a shark. Amazingly, very, very genuine, very... Very nice guy, um, really good at what he does. Um, just come, just came, um, is working with us now and so on. So working on his investment side of things. And he said to me, I'm not going to name names, but he lives in a reasonably good suburb, paid off his house about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. earns about 280 plus a year um, and normal corporate job, this and that. And he goes you know what, I've just realized I could have done something for the last 10 years and I was just too busy. And he goes, that busy has really costed me a lot. And we got talking about, and I've talked about this before on this platform, um, about the ponds. So he goes, a property was offered to me, house and land in the ponds for 680000 in 2014. Oh my goodness. On a 500 meter square block, four, two and two. Whoa! Uh, like just under five, four eighty something change, mm. um, and he goes at the time. I could have done it. There was no issue, but I was just too busy to speak to the person who had offered me this. Wow! And I said, okay, so this is nothing. I'm not talking like anything. You know, sometimes people just overcomplicate. Yeah, stuff. we don't. Yeah, true. This is just literally a dude who lives nearby, who has a house, earns a good good income, and he goes. I said to that, but he goes, I still have the email and I, I found it the other day because I was trying to look for a number and he goes, I have the full like package description deposit required. He needed to put down a thousand dollar year. This is going to sound crazy. This is going to sound crazy. Last night, I realized that, that I had another phone that I needed to use in order to, because uh, I was getting one phone repaired. So I yeah. swapped out, uh, obviously, um, to look at some old messages. Yeah. And I was going back like 2018, 17, 16. And I was looking at the precise conversations you're talking about now about people that I used to almost help get access to assets that were half or maybe 40% worth of the value that they are today. And I know off the top of my hand the names of the people that couldn't affect those in real life. And you were talking about a really interesting point, Kesh. You said the busyness stopped you getting there. Let's quantify it. What did Mm. busyness mean? You got Mm. a promotion, so you got an extra 40 grand. Take tax, which meant 20. So 20 (laughs) in 10 years, which is 200,000. Ladies and gentlemen, don't get us started on what the real estate profit would have been in that same time period. But anyway, back to what you said. Dude, it's just, it is so crazy that people overcomplicate this. And I I really want to say this on this platform to everyone who's watching um, or listening. You don't even need us. 
go buy five quality properties, have an outlook for 15 to 18 years, make sure they're cash flow neutral at least so that you can afford to make the repayments, maximize your tax deductions, and you will be better than most people financially in 20 years. And if you're waiting for the right time and you think there's this magical moment and I need to do NDIS, I need to do knockdown rebuilds, I need to do subdivision, start somewhere. And it's just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, funny story, speaking about this current context, my cousin asked me a question going, Sean, I've got X amount of dollars right now. Um, what should I invest in? He asked me this yesterday mm. and I said, I, he said, what would you do? I said, I'd push hard, get a good, you know, maybe a little bit of a vendor margin involved, but I'd pick up a good piece of real estate because you can leverage it for X, Y, Z. He goes, I asked you the same question seven years ago and you said, buy real estate. I asked you the same question three years ago. You said buy real estate. I'm asking you the same question today, buy real estate. What, what are you going to say when, when, when I ask you the same question three years from now? I said, most probably, 95% is going to be buy real estate. Because let's say we buy a food truck. Let's mm. say we buy a supermarket. Let's say we buy shares in something. When you really weigh up the average leveraged amount of return, even on a very basic linear growth chart, you're doing so well in residential real estate, not to mention tax savings, not to mention future-proof Dude, passive Chat GPT proof. I just saw a video today, and <clears throat> I'll, I'll try and see if I can put it up on our um, like internal Facebook group that we have. But it's basically a store that has been launched. And producer Ryan, you love this. Zero staff. Zero staff. The whole thing is automated. Everything. You go through the drive-thru, you speak to AI, you order it makes your food, puts it in a bag, and it delivers it. And it's doing a way better job than drive through AI. Drive through AI. Maccas. For fast food. Maccas. Maccas. McDonald's. Oh, okay. my goodness. I will upload. So if you guys are going to sit here and look at me like I'm crazy and, oh, my job is fine. And, dude, real estate, whether you are a programmer or whether you're going to be disrupted by by chat, chat GPT or its likes, real Everyone needs a roof. Mm. Everyone needs a roof. It is not rocket science. And what drives me nuts, absolutely nuts, to the point where sometimes I'm like, why am I even doing this? When people like us, investors, when people like us, and I'll openly say who've done really, really well financially through this platform, explain to someone, hey, this works for you. They go, oh, what's in it for you? Mm. Um, nothing I'm actually mm. this is like effort yeah right yeah when people would not give people information they would cry about everyone gatekeeping oh the rich have their secrets they never want anyone to know yeah and now we're telling you they go what's in it yeah if, yep. if, if <laughs> in, in so that true. you're stuck in a paradox you are really stuck in a paradox and ladies and gentlemen me reading out reports or you going and watching this webinar or podcast or you speaking to your mates or you're doing anything buy five properties in good cities i'll name it buy in sydney buy in melbourne buy in brisbane buy in perth buy in adelaide five cities whatever you can afford now some people might go oh but i don't have the big d mm. how am i going to get the borrowing capacity yeah how am i going to structure this stuff how does the cash flow work within these cities what are the good areas that is where we come in. Mm. That is literally our job. All I'm here to do is make your life easier. Yep. That's it. That's all we're doing. That is literally all we're doing because I truly believe there is more to life than just going to work and paying paying your bills and dying. 
spend time with your family. Start that business you were thinking about. You know, like, and real estate. We, you and I were talking about this today. Mm-hmm. How you can buy a Lamborghini Huracan using from, equity. From equity, yeah. Not advisable though, ladies <laughs> no, and gentlemen. No, but it's not advisable. We were just, dude, at least you can have a conversation around doing something silly. See, look, when people go, oh, this is not financially smart. It doesn't matter. Do you have the finances or not? Mm. Whether it is smart, it is not. A lot of things are not financially smart, right? You can just live off rice. Like save on your grocery bill. Don't have the electricity on, right? Live like a bum. I don't know. But dude, all these questions, you know, and I was listening to this and you love this, Sean. Mm-hmm. You were someone who was into martial arts and this and that, right? And I was watching this guy who talks about scaling gym businesses. And a guy, and you know the guy I'm talking about. And, and he has a client one day who comes in and this guy's like, really like swole, mm-hmm. you know, like really like bodybuilder. And the guy goes and goes, yeah, I'll join up your program and I'll do this 45 day thing. But you know, I don't, I don't want to get like that. Like that's too much. Yeah. Right. And do you know what he said to him? He says, mate, I'm going to be very respectful, but between this and you, even if you tried, you wouldn't get it. Oh, oh, can I get an amen? <laughs> that was it. That was can it. Can I get an amen? He goes, you know, when people go and say, oh, just, you know, I, I just want to try this out and, you know, but I don't. I really don't want like a bazillion dollars. Don't worry, you I'm won't like, get them. <laughs> don't worry about it. You're, you're you're miles away from getting them. All right, yeah. you'll, 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 your best chance. I like how, I like how people disqualify themselves yeah. from from it yeah. when when for no reason. Yeah. I just realized that the, the top of this ceiling that we're sitting in in this beautiful Hills Podcast Studio room tonight yes. resembles that of a Squid Game mask. It does. It does. Actually. Am I right or am I right, producer Ryan? It does. It looks like a Squid Game mask. Am I right? But without waffling on too much, yep. I think I think I reckon, dude, the market is now. We've w- the bottom is already gone. So if you're waiting for the bottom of the market, well, you need a tissue paper because that bottom was cleaned. Oh, <laughs> nice! Can I get a can I get a little? Yeah. Yay! This is gonna be a weird one, but hey, jokes apart, ladies and gentlemen, I reckon if you are someone who is interested, if you're someone who has been looking to buy real estate. If you don't have the information, there are plenty of books out there. There are plenty of people out there who will genuinely help you. And my only advice is work with people you align with. Okay. There is no magic trick to this. There is no secret source to this. It's just we as a business spend so much time and energy and effort in researching, finding, because this is what we do for a living. This is what we do for ourselves, for our clients, so on and so forth. So obviously we would have better locations and better opportunities than someone who does this over the weekend and goes to open houses. That's just the nature of how it is, right? Don't sit around. Don't wait. If you're someone who really, really wants to get an understanding, there is a lot of help out there for you. You can go and get help and it never hurts to pull out 10 or 15 minutes to sit and speak to someone about your situation. It could be someone from our team. It could be anything. And Read a book. I don't care, right? please at least go before you shut yourself off and you, before you'd make decisions with limited information, get clarity on what you can actually do. It's not going to hurt. Sit down, stop consuming stuff like this on the sidelines. Right? I mean, I, if you're consuming it, use it for something. Oh, dude, use it's got it mental com- yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It literally is. Yeah. That's what it is. But on that note, I think we'll wrap it up. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little bit sad now. 
just thinking about how many I, people I, are not doing I, stuff. I got something to cheer you up though. Yes. A set of rapid round robins. Yeah, the boys. Can we get some Rick Ross going? Oh, hopefully I had the right button. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, for this week's episode of Round Robins, we've got uh, a really interesting question. Yes. In five seconds. Yes. You have to pick one city. Yes. Outside Australia that you would pick up an investment property in today. Let's go, Cash. Mumbai. Ooh, great. You picked that city real fast. A um, little bit of context around reasons, just I, reasons. I, sp- I, I spent uh, a lot of time there doing um, a little bit of business, um, but I love that city, dude. Absolutely love it. Um, big capital city. Um, just what I love. Busy, full of people, and full of business. Nice. <laughs> That's nice. it. And because we don't have our friend, the wolf of Marsden Street, Mr. Mark Vittori <laughs> here today, producer Ryan gets a shot at a city. Shout it, Ryan. Shout it. New York. New York. Wow. Producer Ryan with the New York vibes. I like it. Do, do you know? I'll give you a fun fact. Quickly, I'll give you a fun fact for a wrap up. New York now is sinking at one to two centimeters a year because of the weight of the skyscrapers. So there are over a thousand size skyscrapers weighing over 1.8 trillion tons. Manhattan's going under. Lower Manhattan. Lower Manhattan. It's actually going under. It. Apparently, so this is not this is not one of the by the how many centimeters a year? One to two centimeters. But oh, the challenge right, is right. the challenge is it's not the sinking per se of the city that's a bigger challenge, but the sinking is going to affect the levels of it getting flooded because two centimeters for a wave and nothing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not like oh, it's going to drown. It's not. It's not sitting in a lake. It's next to the ocean. What I'm more worried about <laughs> is the the rapid rate of further sinking. So if it sinks at one or two centimeters currently, that's great. But if there is a five centimeter sink that affected itself, does that mean that future sink rates are going to go to five to ten centimeters a year? That's when the alarm bells go. I, I don't know. Why do you, why you get the keyboard warriors to work let's, out the let's, inflation Okay, of sink. so a little bit of a test <laughs> test for everyone out there. If you know your sharp equations, you know your inflation equations, let's go. <laughs> you you got to be, I don't know, what, what, you got to be a civil engineer ma- married to like a... A rocket Ge- scientist? Geotechnician sort of dude who understands the sinking rate of land. Or you could just be married to a civil engineer. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah. You could. All right. You're rapping Robin, mate. Your Mine? favorite oh. city. Uh, I, I do it off a little place uh, next to next to Geneva, Lucerne. Woo. Lucerne. So. I have to Google that. I would, I'd admit I've not heard that before, but I will... I will Google that. All the best, ladies and gentlemen. If you need a private tour of the place, I'll uh, take you for about 45,000 AUD. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Friday Night Live. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for watching. Until next time. Thanks, Kish.